This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room, Catherine. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. And how are you, gentlemen, today? We're doing good. Uh, again, we always, we always, we always get this great chance to chat beforehand, and it really sets the tone for things. We get a good feel for, you know, where the conversation is going to go, and there, there's a there's a sincerity to the energy that I picked up. Uh, so I, I'm really interested in seeing how this unfolds because I know that sincerity is uh, it's something that was hard won in life to be able to approach things that way upon a first meeting. So. I'm curious, do you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs? I actually do. Um, My father was a painter, like not an artist, but an actual painter for homes and businesses and and what have you. And he came here uh, in Canada. I'm from Montreal, Quebec. He came here with like a suitcase and that's about it, right? No money, nothing like any immigrant back in the... uh, I think he originally came in the 50s, then went back to Greece and then came back in the 60s again. And um, he, 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 he started a painting business and it actually ended up being quite successful at a certain point uh, where he was um, painting hotels and casinos and very, very big contracts. And I learned a lesson very early in life in my teens when he went bankrupt because the contracts were way bigger than he can handle. And the money they owed that owed him when they did not pay just uh, tore down his business. So as a teenager, I, I think I had my first fear of God happen to me where we actually experienced losing everything. So it humbled me quite early in life, you know, where we had a nice house, nice cars and all these little luxuries to living in an apartment. And that actually started me in the path of, oh boy, I really need to figure out how to live on my own. Like meaning I had to support myself. My father was asking me for $5 at the time to go buy cigarettes because I was the only one with money coming in at the time as a student and working. So I had to work um, my way through college and university with no financial support, um, you know, and find my way to collect, to, to start, you know, uh, saving money and, and all of that. And I was, uh, and my first purchase actually in the real estate, which is what got me into real estate was at 23 years old. I bought my first real estate property and that's where my businesses started, you know, that was my first step into business. So I come from humble beginnings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Wow. Just first of all, what a powerful story. And uh, I'm so grateful that you shared so honestly, because this is where the inspiration comes from. You know, uh, someone listening, whatever they might be going through, they can listen to this and go, yeah, that's why we do what we do as entrepreneurs. 
because something had to change. And we knew that we were the ones that were going to be doing that. By and large, we're looking for that as entrepreneurs. And it's always great to hear someone else who did something and given their circumstances, their unique set of circumstances like yours. And here you are, the first thing you did after facing all the harsh realities of life, as you said, I'm going to buy property, right? So I imagine it wasn't easy, first of all, building the capital for that, right? Putting the money away, uh, right. but you did it. Now, how does how does it translate that you bought property and then you started a official business? Was it you were mostly just trading in real estate and then thought I should expand what I'm doing or how did that work out? Right. When I first bought my first property, it was a, uh, a five apartment uh, complex. And uh, and I was still working. Uh, you know, I continued on with my work. But then eventually I realized that, wait a second, I could refi <laughs> and buy myself another property with that money. And then I could refi that and buy myself another property. So I I, I became kind of like a real estate investor. Not kind of, I did. And uh, I ended up owning at one point up to 60 doors. So it built itself. And along with that, because I really loved like buying, launching, and, you know, eventually, you know, I would sell, you know, later on and, and stuff like that. But uh, I was working the whole time at the same time. It wasn't just about the real estate. I uh, started up some businesses as well. Um I, I liked launching and I still do. I love the launch part of any business. Uh, I think it's highly stressful, <laughs> but, but I love it. Uh, I love the launching and creating something and then maybe selling it after a few years or buying an existing business, fixing it up and selling it after a few years, which is the same thing with real estate. You buy it at a low price, fix it rent it out at a high price, and then eventually sell it because the income is higher. So these are the things I was tapping into. Um, and really, uh, I was always about learning more and educating myself. I, I was I went back to university when I was able to afford it now, because like I said, I had to pay myself through school. And then obviously, I couldn't pay that much because I didn't have that much money. And when I was 27, I went back to university, which was a dream of mine when I was younger, which I couldn't fulfill. And I got a psychology degree and a marketing diploma. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, wow. these are the things that these are the, the evolutions of my of my young. This was all in my 20s. And now I'm 49. <laughs> so and lots of us, lots has happened in, in my world of entrepreneurship since then. Oh man, where do I begin? Uh, There's a lot, Jason. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> There's I'm, a lot. I'm sure you have a thing or two uh, you want to chime in on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there again, this is here we are again in this wonderful story of building something from nothing, right? It is literally the American dream story, right? And, uh, you know, for those that make it through that with that adversity and that tenacity and that I'm going to go kick its ass. Right. And that, that is, there's not, not everybody has that ability to do that. And, and I, I can tie this back to um, week before last, my son, he's six and he uh, was going to, it's called superhuman Academy right? And 
barely made for his age. And they basically kick your ass for four hours is what they do. It's very physical, all this stuff. And I went and picked him up. And I mean, he was like ready to fall asleep walking out. Right. He was just (laughs) toasted. Right. And we got home and he was like, I don't know if I can do this. Right. I don't know if I can go back and do it again. And, you know, we had a talk about failures and, you know, lessons learned in life and all these things and how we don't quit and, and all this stuff. And he went back and crushed it for the next four days. Right. So it just goes to show you how, as people, we can be resilient like that and get through almost anything. And, you know, you're a true testament to that. And it's amazing that, that you built this empire from nothing. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Really it's all about will, you know, yeah. the will to, to get up because, that's why you see a lot of people, they might have similar experiences and one person will take, um, you know, the road where they use it as a lesson and they become hugely successful. And one example is Oprah Winfrey, molested, raped, didn't have, you know, uh, any chance if, if you looked at her, what she went through and and she became this, this huge empire, right, of a hugely successful woman. And then you look at another person, who, who has maybe gone through the same or even a lot less, nothing, maybe they've gone through nothing and they won't take that road because they downward spiral with what happens to them instead of building up and using it as a step to the next lesson and a step to the next lesson, you know, and, and that's the difference. Uh, there's the people that will, will continue up until they meet adversity and then stop. And then there's the people that will look at the adversity and say, bring it on. I could do this. I've been through worse and I'll go through it again. And, you know, they, and they learn through those lessons. Now who's happier, (laughs) you know, people, some people are happy with doing what they do on their daily basis. They don't have to be entrepreneurs. And that's amazing. Uh, To me, success isn't about the money in your pocket. It's about if you wake up at peace and fulfilled. So whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're, 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 you're sweeping floors, whether you're, I don't know, whatever you are, if you're waking up and there's a smile on your face, to me, you are hugely, hugely successful because you have succeeded at being peaceful and content with what you have. So that's my yeah. nugget. <laughs> I love it. That's my nugget. I love it. Yeah. For yeah. me, I feel like I, I coming back to that very same point, right? When people face adversity and what that means, and sort of if we if we take a look at your own journey when you were buying property and starting businesses, and you mentioned, you know, you love the launch part. Like I want to dive into that—the idea of falling in love with the launch. Because what happens when you're faced with an obstacle or adversity? You have to launch yourself beyond it, right? You have to create a process, some kind of system, and get past it. So I want Catherine. Can I ask you to help us fall in love with the launch? What is it about the launch that you are driven by? Is it is it just the the strategy of it all and making that plan and executing it? What, what is it? Help us fall in love with that. I think that's the space when you need to be the most creative 
And I love being creative. I love inventing a brand. Uh, I love expanding and exploding that brand, whatever it is, you know, trying to figure out marketing plans for it, the strategies or, or you work mostly with the team at that point. You know, whether it's uh, a web design or, or um, marketing, whatever it is, you're working with teams. It's There's a lot of like, a lot of knowledge that goes into that launch because the launch is everything when you're starting a business. You have to have a good launch, a great launch. Uh, so it's the creativity that I love. And I love the deadlines and the and the stress behind it. I think I'm addicted to that, to be honest with you. When things are kind of like easy and things are going well, okay, what product or service are we launching now? Because I'm kind of bored. I need, I need another service launch or another product launch because I need to have that my creative juices flowing. When it's kind of stagnant, and you know, in any business, st- being stagnant isn't a good thing. You need to always be, a, you know, a step ahead of the game and and finding other ways to to gain interest because people have an attention span of like seconds today. And they've, if they've seen you a few times, they're already bored of you. They want they want something else, something new. Uh, no matter what business you're in. So I think having that, it doesn't have to be launching a new business, but it could also be a launching of a new product service whatever, new space, whatever it is, there always needs to be something new and attractive to your business for people to keep coming to you. Yeah. I love it. Thank you for indulging that. What, what are you currently launching, working on? Ah, okay. So, um, I'm in the retreat space, but not in the retreat space that most people think of like meditation and yoga. I'm not in that space. Not, not in, in that way. Uh, what I do is help people uh, launch their retreats or include them in their program. So if they're in the wellness space as a uh, life coach, yoga instructor, uh, whatever they are in the wellness space, or they're in, uh, they own a retreat venue and uh, want to plan retreats, or even if they're a travel agent or event planner and they want to add that to their business, I teach them how to make money with retreats. So I teach them how to plan them, how to execute them, and how to promote them. And I'm more on that business side of it instead of the actual like uh, attending a retreat or hosting a retreat. I've done it all. I've done it all. But my my specialty is having them make money with because what happens with retreat uh, leaders. They're very heart-centered and just, it doesn't, money isn't their um, most important uh, subject matter or their most knowledgeable. So what they do is they don't pay a lot of attention to that. And I'm the one there helping them pay attention to that because in order for them to be uh, more proactive in their business and and creating that transformation that they want they need to make money to live they don't they need that money in order to create more transformation so uh right now i'm actually launching a uh, group on facebook to uh, have all these leaders come in there and begin networking collaborating partnering up together and I'm also going to be launching a free masterclass. So these are the two things that I'm uh, in the process of launching in my services as a retreat boss. I love it. 
Now, yeah. and, I, and I know that this is your juice. This is where you, this is where you thrive. You're like, Ooh, I know exactly how to help you. <laughs> and no one is more qualified than someone who built themselves from like bootstraps, grassroots, like you, you were there. So I can see how it almost, you're like their secret weapon. You're like, don't worry. I know that you have a passion for this. Believe me, but I'm going to make sure you make money so you can keep doing this. And like, what a, like I can see no one else doing something the way that you're doing it. It makes perfect sense when you look at the story, but I'm sure it wasn't all step one, step two, step three uh, along the way to get here, obviously. Uh, but with Thank that said, if, if, if people want to connect with you, where can they connect with you? Like preferably, do you want them to go to a website specifically or like a social media channel? Well, the website is retreatboss.com. They can go there and see what the business is about. There's a bit, you know, a bit about me as well, but they can follow me pretty much anywhere on social media, whether it's LinkedIn or uh, Facebook or Instagram, I'm there as well. But uh, if you're looking to be in that retreat space, and learning how to launch a business, because that's what it is. It's a launching a product, service, or business, depending on where you're at in that world. Um, you know, that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been doing. I've been teaching others how to do it. I was a business coach as well and still am because I'm, but I'm more specific to retreats right now. And uh, they can reach me anywhere on those uh, platforms. Right on. Uh, I want to make sure I, I give the floor to Jason. I've been asking all the questions here. I've just been, I've been selfish in that way because <laughs> it's, it's, I'm just interested in it. But is there anything you wanted to ask, Jason? Yeah. How did you see that space during COVID? I mean, that was, I seemed was like it really the, took some. Yeah, I, I was in the worst business in the world. <laughs> <laughs> during COVID. <laughs> like, what worse than gathering and travel? Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, I had to stop. I had to stop. Yeah. I had no choice. Uh, I had to stop. Um, everything shut down and I took time to rebrand. Um, this The brand that you see right now, even though my business has been in, in existence since uh, the past decade, uh, the brand that you see today was rebranded during COVID. <laughs> So the podcast, the website, everything is brand spanking new. Um, and what I did is I took my knowledge of the past decade and turned it into courses and master classes mm. and all of that. So in order to survive during COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, I know that that industry just took a kick in the face. Yeah, but it's about to explode. And as you can see, travel is going crazy right now. They can't keep up with uh, the demand. So uh uh, hopefully we make up the money that we lost for a couple of years. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. It's good stuff. Again, so shows adversity. Yeah. That, that's the, yeah. that's the adversity and you're still here. You're still swinging. You're still doing your thing. And uh, you know, there again, it's just one more check. Yeah. Look, <laughs> Pandemic we, we, check. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you know when you put it that way <laughs> no you have to it's have crazy that. you have to have that as an entrepreneur i think it's one of the skills you need to have like i'm i've made so many mistakes i have failed at so many things you know it's part of the process you got to accept it uh you know how many rejections are you gonna get how many you know it's about how we view things maybe i need to fail 20 times before i become a billionaire now if somebody tells you that you're gonna be like okay 
let me fail again. <laughs> let me fail again. <laughs> How many do I need? 20. Okay. As long as, you know, bring it on fast. Let me fail faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. You're so <laughs> right. You're right. so right. And one thing I can't help but notice in all these conversations we've been having lately, is just, you, you literally can't keep a real entrepreneur down. There's just no way you, you, the the world will not win because the real entrepreneur just isn't going to let that happen one way or another. It's like you said, the will, you know, it's, 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 it's just the way it works. Uh, and yeah. it, it, it never ceases to amaze me, but quite literally the, the odds, some people have faced like less than that and yet cannot seem to get out of their own way to accomplish something that they're interested in. And yeah, here you are. I mean, you had every, everything thrown at you left and right and you were left to to take the mantle of leadership and leadership looks good on you you, you do it well you carry it smoothly and for me that's that's inspiring which is why the next question being like if you could go back to that day when you were asked for five dollars for cigarettes let's say right for, and you were able to being who you are now speak to to yourself at that moment what would you have said to yourself now um, I would say to myself, have faith, have faith and trust the journey. You've got the right tools. You're going to make it just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is, it is a process that does, sometimes it's like working out, you work out every day, but you don't see the results until years, months later, not years. Hopefully it doesn't take years, but if you're, if you're exercising every day, you know, you're eventually going to start seeing the the results it's the same thing in anything that you want to change in the mind. And it's the same thing in, in business. You, you keep at it every day. And as long as you're moving forward, even if you feel back a little bit, right? If, as long as you're moving forward, you have to realize that it's going to happen because you are moving forward. And what happens is we don't, um, we don't notice our small wins and then we feel like we're failing because we don't see the results right away. But you know what? Today uh, you won because, I don't know, you wrote your mission statement, right? That's huge. People really don't even know or can do that. They become all like paralyzed, you know, analysis paralysis. I don't know if you know that term. They just like freeze. What's my mission? You built a mission statement today. Congratulations. Go, go have a glass of wine. Enjoy it. Like say, you know what? I wrote, that was tough. You know, we don't celebrate these small little wins. So we don't see us moving forward and we lose faith. We lose like our confidence. Are we doing the, what are we doing? We get tired. So celebrate the small wins every day. So you could see every step that you're moving forward. So you don't give up and have faith because you do have the right. There's just this unshakable vision that you had for your life that you weren't going to let anything get in the way of, regardless of what it looked like on the outside, you knew internally you decided no i'm moving forward no matter what it looks like your why has to be big enough for the obstacle to travel through the obstacles and the burdens that do come with entrepreneurship because there are i'm not gonna like sugarcoat it there it's hard it's not always easy (laughs) but if your why is big enough then you won't give up you'll be like no i've got this i'm gonna do this i have to i'm passionate about it so i love it i love it for sure. Um, all that's really left is uh, is, a, is the grand finale. So, uh, Jason, any thoughts? 
Yeah, I just, the whole conversation's been, it's been a great conversation about adversity and getting through things and, you know, COVID check, and <laughs> right? I mean, our, our life sometimes when you look back on it, it really is like boxes with check marks, right? So it's like, did that check, did that, made it through that shit sandwich check, you know, all these different <laughs> things, right? And it's a test. It's a testament to the human dimension and how resilient we can be. That's really what it is. And that's what we have to be teaching our children. (laughs) So we don't have a bunch of snowflakes blowing across the road. (laughs) I mean that in all good intentions, right? um, But it's just the truth, right? Is you know, I didn't ra- get raised in the everybody gets a trophy thing and all that kind of stuff. If you didn't win, you didn't get a damn trophy. That's the way it was. And uh, just, it just is what it is. So, but the, the important takeaway, I think, is, you know, coming from where you came from and landing where you are today and still coming out of adversity from... COVID because of the space that you chose, right? And now still moving the ball forward. You you just don't get a better example. You don't. (laughs) That's like a mic dropping moment right there. (laughs) It actually seems to be a theme in my life, you know, coming back from adversity. (laughs) It's true. There's so much more. <laughs> so you don't have enough time in this podcast. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. What's what's great about the story too is it's a clear example. And I said this earlier with with leadership and and you know, it looks good on you. But the, the truth is like you're you're really a boss in that in that sense that people try to use it, right? Like, oh, I'm a boss. Like you really are. Like every single step of the way, didn't matter what came your way, you chose the direction that life was going to go regardless of how you were trying to be pushed to the left you said no i'm going right and and just unshakable confidence or as you call it faith because you had a vision that you were committed to regardless of what it looked like and your story can't stress that enough just listening to that and for anyone out there who hasn't gone back over what their mission was right what they were originally starting this for or maybe it's not even what you originally started for maybe it's something different now but being able to revisit that refresh it and recommit to that the time is now after having listened to this because that's exactly what the story was about commitment excellence leadership faith it's a great great conversation so with that said the grand finale is twofold first of all Again, uh, you you said people can go to retreatboss.com to connect with you? Correct. They can connect okay. me with me through there, or they can uh, visit uh, me on LinkedIn and uh, you'll maybe have a, a more uh, faster response, a more private response, if you want to call it, right? Right. And yeah. it's Catherine Contos uh, on LinkedIn, right? Catherine with a C, Contos with a K. Right on. And now the grand finale, drum roll. That was a bad drum roll, but you get the idea. Uh, if you could have invited anybody today here to be an additional guest, <laughs> to be an additional guest, who who would you have loved to have had here, and and why is that the case? So I mentioned her earlier. I would have loved to have Oprah Winfrey uh, in front of me right now. 
because of many reasons. For one, uh, I, I grew up watching her and just seeing her become who she became. And uh, a lot of, you know, she had a lot of obstacles as well, and she surpassed them and became the woman that, that she is today and was from a long time ago. Uh, but, uh, and I would also pass her my book, <laughs> the book that I wrote a couple of years hey. ago. So, because, <laughs> you know, whenever she says, well, this book was great. Um, yeah. and, and for the sole reason, because not only because I wrote it, but because I feel um, it does go back to that theme of, um, which is in the book, you know, of like when you've got nothing left, when you're left with nothing. And, and either the only way is up and how I got through all of that. Um, and I feel from what people have told me, and it was my purpose was to give that hope to people that no matter what you go through, you know, all you need to have is hope and faith so you could get up and make, have that will to continue and, and things will turn out the way they're supposed to be. Just have that, make the choice to, to direct yourself that way. That's all you need. So that would be amazing. <laughs> so that's why I would love to yeah. have you near me <laughs> just to spread that. Something word. tells me if the chance came. Yeah, that would, that's exactly how it would go. <laughs> mm-hmm. you're, you're just that kind of person. Uh, Catherine, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to, to know you and spend time with you and learn from your journey. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate the time and uh, love the interview. And uh, you guys do a great uh, job at, at getting the, the questions answered. And uh, thank you. Thank you for highlighting me. Absolutely. Jason? Yeah. Thanks for being here. I always say we have 168 hours in a week. You chose to spend 30 to 40 with us. We're grateful for that. Um, that's for sure. Um, and being able to just be a part of your journey is amazing in itself. So thank you for being here. I'm humbled. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.